Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Please enjoy this pre-COVID podcast with Johnny Pemberton's favorite number one guest, Mr. Duncan Trussell from Excelsior Pat Farm Wish Distributors. Topics include special weeds, the mongols, letters, marijuana, fake IDs, casserole recipes, chimes, and holes in the Antarctic. If you would like more information regarding this program, please visit johnnypemberton.doc or email johnny at livetotapepodcast at gmail.com. Thank, thank you, and please enjoy, enjoy the show, and save your urine, and be kind to animals, and always look at the sun before noon. today your average dairy farmer is working harder than he's got to a lot of flags being hung upside down today a lot of hearts twisted backwards ain't no reason to be afraid a lot of heartbreak a lot of heartache a lot of blood in the rivers and blood in the rain blood in the stool when you come home from work you found it you took a sat down and the next thing you know there's blood where there should be water We've been sipping blood and watching our own blood fall. But we hadn't quite given up yet. And the rebellion will be successful. And now with a new partnership with Monsanto and Bear, you too can find solace in confusion. Join the revolution. Succumb to the confusion. You too will find the light and the pathway in the darkness of your soul. Don't be afraid of the putty. Fall into it. Take the putty, let it get thick and runny. Steal your home and give it back to yourself. Steal it from the bank that owns it. Steal your home back with Monsanto and Bear. My family didn't work this land for a hundred years to have a bank from bank from Dutch. Who are you, man in the suit in that strange BDSM dungeon you call a bank? I'm sorry, I don't speak, devil. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. Monsanto and Bear. Steal your home back. Steal your home back and find your way home again. Once more with Princess Cruise Lines now departing out of Japan and Korea. Full scale replicas of your house, but at sea. At sea. With, with payment plans for every budget, you too can live at home on the water. Harvest sea life. 
while you gaze out of the home you grew up in. Harvest friendly dolphins that have been factory grown for meat consumption, guaranteed to have the lowest levels of mercury available. Our trained factory dolphins will do a show before they dive into your personal dolphin blender. Do you feel bad about eating meat that has intelligence the same as a four-year-old child? Fear not, for these dolphins have been dumbed down to a special DNA sequence modeler that goes back and makes them only able to commit suicide and nothing else. These dolphins have been exposed to over 700 hours of Chelsea lately. <laughs> Fear not, these dolphins are not your friends unless you like to take a big bite and chew down hard. Dolphin if intelligence dolphin. is the margin by which you measure your food, then these dolphins will be delicious. <laughs> We're here to tell you, we ain't here to sell you. We're going to find a new spot in the great wide open here from the South China Sea. You're not gonna get any pediatricians on our barge. You're not gonna get any needle jabs from somebody being paid off by Big Pharma. You're gonna get midwives. You're gonna get friendly covens. And most importantly, you're gonna get your own home, an exact replica 3D printed on our amazing barge in the South China Sea. No one's gonna talk to you about numbers or spaces or things that involve measurements. No, it's just good, friendly talk among people who know how to chew the fat from time to time. If you find a ruler on our barge, it washed up because no measurement devices are allowed in our community. Go ahead, hit the buffet. No one's looking. No one's measuring or weighing anybody because there's no scales allowed on our bars. Every pour is a heavy pour. We want your fat. Slack area of low pressure lying across northern Scotland will gradually fill and lose its identity by midday on Tuesday. However, a thundery. Hey, welcome to the. Uh... Hey, welcome to the program, Duncan Trussell. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, it's real fun. Um, and we just, it's nice to just get right in and get started. I love it. I love driving over here, man. It's nice coming. You know, you're going to a great podcast when you're excited about it. Ah. Uh... Mm. Uh... Ah. Do that too, right there. You can go. Ah. 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 So what's new? Well, uh, you know, I have been um, processing a lot of different ingredients. Do you want to talk? Uh, you want a little, just talk underneath it, or what? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. Um, at your recommendation, I started processing uh, ingredients. Okay. Through the ceremonial bowl that okay. you told me to order. Yeah, you got the ceramic one, the full, the full red. I went full red, man. Yeah. Full red's the best. I mean, people love the blue, but for twenty bucks more, you get the full red. Yeah, and I, you know, my tendency, and I've in the past, it's like proven to be a bad choice is to buy uh, cheap ceremonial bowls, mm -hmm. and anytime I do that. There's gonna be a demonic possession in my house. Let's stop you right there, real quick. We're brought to you by Full Red Ceramic Bowls here at Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. My guest today is Duncan Trussell. We're brought to you by Full Red Ceramic Bowls. Check them out at full-red.com/slash/Duncan. And we're back to the podcast. So yeah, so you've been using that now, huh? Yeah, man, it's the best. Great. Like, you know, when we were talking and you recommended that I revisit. 
having a ceremonial bowl. Uh huh. Was that when the Beach Boys were over? Yeah. Okay. I was. They're big time users. Well, no, I know. Yeah. I, uh-huh. You know, it was, but it wasn't them, it was you. Okay. Because it came from a friend. I don't yeah. care who tells me about the ceremonial bowls because I've heard it from blimp pilots. I heard it from that. Um, what, it's that... funny how that matters. You know, you, people think it's so much about celebrities, but, you know, word of mouth. And is, friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a friend. A friend is what I, that's what word of mouth is, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. I just got to say, man, it's pretty. Well, it's not always a friend. Well, I mean, I don't get word of mouth. If if someone tells me something and it's word, it's literally word of mouth, and it's not a friend, I don't consider that word of mouth. Word of mouth. I consider that gossip. It's a dumb <laughs> saying, anyway. Word of mouth. It's like uh, <laughs> I believe you. He came to me and gave me word of mouth. <laughs> I, well, he stopped in here for quite some time and provided quite a bit of word of mouth. Uh, it does sound like something you say when you're like super high on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're trying to talk, you're like, oh, well, geez. you know, the key bat by the bat key and the in the key, Just, you know, the holder of the key. Yeah, because uh, the idea is that there's when you're per- doing forward speech to a human who knows, then it's the word of, mouth. of, your, of your mouth. Word yeah. of your mouth. Yeah, word of your mouth. Oh, uh, man, I was with my friend the other day, and he was... Word of mouth. Really, a lot of wording was happening with his mouth. He just had quite a bit of wording. Have you mouth. been wording a lot? Well, I've been here and there. Word. I've been doing quite a bit. I've been a good amount of wording. You're a wild worder, man. I love... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a worder. Yeah. Wild word wild, of wild, mouths. Wild, wild. I'm a wild, wild worder. The wild, wild worder the word of, of the past. The word of mouth. I, I'm, I've never thought about that, how it does sound like word of mouth. So much shit is like that. Yeah. What else, though? I can't think. I was talking to somebody who was saying that the English language is the runoff of so many different cultures that our language is sludge. Yeah. Like it's just like a, a ruined like corrupt like we are speaking Mordor. Like we're speaking ogrish is what yeah. English is. It's a it's a it's like just a backwater it's language. Flip flop and yeah. chabernack. Word of mouth and couple cuckle fuck. Cuckle fuck. Remember my what's wife. his name? What's that what's that uh, one uh justice? I think his name is Scalia, the one who died he was talking about some bill at one point, and he was saying how he felt that it was pure poppycock and Hufflepuff or something oh, like yeah, that. I don't yeah, think he said Hufflepuff, kind of shit. but he said some words that were legitimate words, probably like one of the, you know one of the smartest humans alive in terms of language, yeah. using like these super archaic things to describe a bill poppycock. about. Poppycock. It was I think he called it like fud or something like or like flick flick. It's pure flick. And charming feck. Hey, have you ever read The Hammer of the Witches? I haven't, no. The Malice Maleficarum? Ooh. Can I, like, read some shit from yeah, it for sure. you? Let me Go look at it. Let me see if I can find a passage from it. So this is, like, the book that people would use to, to uh, you know, to interrogate witches back in the old days. And I'm hoping... Witch song? I think it's going to be, like, uh, either, like, death metal... Okay, I'll find some death metal. Hold, Wait, on. hold on. It's got to be like bird, bur- like uh, birds. Even deep, deeper. It's got to be like that, like weird fucking like where it's not even metal anymore. It just it's sounds like, like a mandolin like, got whoa. spit on by the devil. I can't. My voice is still fucked up. Okay, I'm looking for it right now. I don't mean to. I hate it when people do this. I'm sorry. No, I'll, but it's like it. speaking a shitty like weird language. Let me find it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Let me find it. Hammer of the Witches. Let's see if I can find the hammer some passages from of it. the Witches. The Malleus Maleficarum is usually translated as the Hammer of Witches. It is the best-known treaty on witchcraft. It was written by the discredited Catholic clergyman Heinrich Kremen. Discredited. Discredited. I love when someone discredited puts something out. Hey, you know, you were wrong about those witches, actually. Uh, let me see if I can find, like, a nice excerpt from it here. Can you go back to what you were playing right before that? This one? The one that was kind of crunchy? Yeah. This? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Now it's like... Okay, here we go. Here's some quotes from the Malice. Okay, I'm just going to read some of this. Go to the, your class. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. The one after this. God. Because this is too heavy. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Readings from Hammer of the Witches by Heinrich Kramer. The cunt of the medieval cunt. Besides, since... It's just weird. Besides, since impotency in this act is sometimes due to coldness of nature or some natural defect, it is asked how it is possible to distinguish whether it is due to witchcraft or not. Hostinesis gives the answer in his summa. When the member is in no way stirred and can never perform the act of coition, this is a sign of frigid- frigidity, frigidity of nature. But when it is stirred and becomes erect, but yet cannot perform, it is a sign of witchcraft. Mm. So if you get a hard cock and don't come, you're a witch. Oh, I've been a witch for a long time. Yeah, that's called being on ecstasy. Oh. But devils are subservient to certain influences of the stars because magicians observe the course of certain stars in order to evoke the devils. It is obvious that there is a vast difference. Wait, hold on. Whether children can be generated by incubi and succubi. That was like a chapter. Whether, in the book. whether or not they can be. Because the succubus and incubus, those are like vampire types, yeah. right? They're like offshoots. So it's like a serious like discourse on like... If you get fucked by a demon, can you have a baby? This is what people were wondering about back then. Uh, let's uh, see. Hold on here. Now, if, if my baby gets his succubus, I visit it because I don't have enough money to put nails above the crib to stop the succubus when I'm away. Yeah. Well, we turn in, we we're turning into something else other than what, what it was before. It's the weirdest thing. You know, they'll, sometimes they'll exhume graves. They'll find ancient graves. And they will have... Like handcuffs, like they'll they'll be handcuffed or oh, they'll be. Because they were scared that they were gonna come back. Yes, they thought they'd come back, and thought so they, they might turn into a puddling child. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like that. Was, it's just so crazy. But we think we're modern now, but you know, there's some fucking shit that we're doing right now that's equally wrong. Do you think? Yeah, uh, some people have. I've heard people say that uh, that. The fact that we eat animals so regularly, that's going to be something we're going to be embarrassed about in the same way. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of not sure if I fully agree on that because that's also not really like a, that's not really a cultural thing because everyone does that. You know what I mean? It's also not something that's kind of like, there's, there's nothing, that's such a, such a general thing. It could be. I mean, like, you know, there were like, there's a story, I read this story of how brutal the Vikings were. Oh, man. And like one of the nicknames for one of the Vikings was he, the nickname meant he won't 
smash babies. <laughs> <laughs> like this was, a, you know, they were negging him. Yeah. Like he, he's like, because he they won't do he won't, a baby smash. Yeah, when they're invading, he's afraid he won't kill the babies. God, that's like how they were. Well, because you have to, because you have to take. It's like total war. You know the idea of total war. No, it's like just the idea that um, there's nothing off the table. Or there's something called Rottenkrieg, or, or I think it's called Rattenkrieg. It's the German word. It means rat war. Oh, so yeah, when, yeah. The, when there was like the siege of Stalingrad, which is the eastern front of the world, the World War II, it was like the worst. It was like the bloodiest siege or the battle right. of the war, because right. the Russians were such fucking insane people. And how there's all this close, right. well, there's all this close quarters combat they developed, but at the same time, there's also this thing called rat war, which meant like. You know, fight like a rat. Anything you can possibly do to destroy the enemy, you do it. Like, there's nothing... Nothing's off limits. Even Nothing, and also just, like, constantly, it's a war of attrition. Like, everything you do to destroy it, anything, anything you can possibly do. Like, like you kill, when you're retreating, you kill every every animal because you don't want to have, have to be able to Genghis eat Khan, right? That was Genghis Khan. Really? He did that, too? Well, yeah, that's like, oh, man. That's one of my favorite stories about Genghis Khan is um, he, there's a great book. I'll have to look at my Audible. I listen to the whole thing. It's like, you know, long ass fucking book on the Mongol horde, on the Mongol empire. And also a lot of like the the book, the hot take in the book was, yeah, he was like brutal, but so was everybody back then. Yeah. Like you weren't going to be able to do anything. You had to be. But so one of the stories is like, he sent one of his emissaries to some chic some king, I don't know, and saying like, hey, you know, we want to quote, you know, collaborate. Oh, I thought you were saying, can we get a quote on how much, uh, <laughs> how much we have some stuff, we have some work we'd like done. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we could get a quote. Otherwise, if you, if you lowball us, we will take over your entire country and we're, destroy it. We're, we're looking to get human. like some like uh, decks built around some of yeah. our houses. We're just wondering what's we want the look, We want a natural look, but also something that's going to hold up for a long time. Long time. We heard <laughs> you're great. It, it was like more, you know, it's like one of those like fake invitations to partner up. But okay. really what it means is like, listen, we're going to, you know, you need, you're going to become part of the Mongol empire now. And that's, but it was sort of disguised as peace. Mm-hmm. So the king uh, is basically like shaves the emissary's beard, like captures the emis- emissary. The, sh- Mon- the Mongolian emissary. Yeah. From and, Genghis Khan. and sends him back because like he, he, he was just completely misunderstanding how powerful what they, what these people were like. <laughs> and so, the story goes that uh, the king, this king had a moat, a big moat. A moat, like a, a body uh, yeah, of water yeah, around bo- the castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. A big trench around the castle, whatever. And like, so the story goes that, I don't, and I might be mixing two different Genghis Khan stories up, and it might be one of his descent, one of the, his kids that did this. But basically, the reason the king felt so safe is because the, he couldn't imagine that anyone would ride the only way in because of the there was only one way to get right. to him at this point of the year or whatever it involved going through an, a, a, the, a the desert for a long long time the gobi desert the probably. gobi desert yeah which is the dry, i think it's the driest desert yeah and yeah. so he was just like no one's going to do that they're not going to do anything what are you going to do bring a whole fucking army through that shit meanwhile the mongols they would drink the horse's blood 
<laughs> so they didn't stop. Like they would like sit right. on the horses and cut them and milk their blood while they were like riding the horses. They wouldn't sleep. And so like this, so Genghis Khan, the emissary comes back. He's like, yeah, they shit, you know, they shave my beard. And he's like, all right, let's just go through the desert then. <laughs> and so they go through the desert. They, one of their techniques was they would go into villages and just ransack the villages and terrify people. And they let the people escape. Oh, because they, they're like the best advertisement. They yeah. Pro they provide word of mouth. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. So running before the, the Mongol horde, in the same way like when like there's a disaster or a flood, rats will come. Yeah, it's like a shockwave. That's it. Of like people. You see all this like, oh, fuck. Like traumatized. Like, uh -huh. pe tra like people who can't talk, who are so traumatized by what they've seen. The so uh, this king is like suddenly this waves of his people are like running towards this place being driven by this horde of people who are like drinking their horse blood. They know how to, the kids, you know, could stand up on the horses and shoot yeah. their arrows. And so apparently the king like goes into the castle thinking, well, they're not going to get through the moat. And so the Mongol horde drives his people into the moat producing a bridge of, of human like, bodies. Basically like zombies. Yeah, yeah. He, they use the bodies of the refugees that they ride across. Oh, that's really smart. Into the castle Jesus. to get the king. And that's what <laughs> they were like. And, the, and like the reason they took Genghis Khan conquered more landmass than anyone else to this day is because back then people were fighting with armor and they were mm -hmm. slow. And these people were like, you know, on horseback with arrows, they were very nimble. You know, it's like the difference now between like streaming services and network TV. Yeah. You know, it's like they could be, they don't, it's like the, the, it, they were just, they couldn't adapt fast enough. And so, like, that's like, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much about Genghis Khan, but I like Genghis Khan. Do, do, have you ever heard, like, so the Catholic. I haven't, I mean, it's one of those things I haven't read hardly anything about him, even though it's like something that I think. I keep watching all these videos on YouTube of people in uh, Mongolia eating breakfast and stuff. What? Because I keep thinking it'd be interesting to go to Mongolia or go to oh, like yeah. the, all those areas above Mongolia, like uh, Uzbekistan or like Kyrgyzstan or something like that, where there's all these nomadic tribes that still live yeah. in the mountains. Because it's like they have such a different lifestyle. There's something also in Mongolia, the greeting from Mongolia, how you say, Oh, for for one, I guess no one ever knocks on doors there. You just enter, <clears throat> and how you say you're coming is that they have a word that just means hold your dog. That's all it means. That's, that's, that's so basically cool. hello. Is hold your dog. That's so cool. Because otherwise you'll get you'll get fucking eaten. It's <laughs> someone's dog, dude. I mean, they hunt with like eagle, like they they they're falconeers right. out there, and they, you know, that was the other thing about Genghis Khan. He was multicultural and. So he like he was mixed. Well, no, no. he was. Well, yeah. I mean, they, you know, he like they, they they one of the things that shocked the Mongol horde is the Catholic Church oh, really? enforcing Christianity. Oh, they couldn't understand how you like force people to worship God in a certain way. Like right. they thought that was crazy, and like it, you know, because the at one point the Pope writes a letter. Have I ever read this to you? No. Can I read this letter real quick? Yeah. The Pope writes a letter to one of Genghis Khan's kids who is uh, thinking he's going to like God, like send a God. Is this God. all in this book? Yeah. Uh, what book is this? Uh, I'll have to look at my audible. Um, letter from Pope to Genghis Khan. Wait, let me find a, find a song to go with this. 
so the Pope is like trying to like God, like use God to, um, the Pope knowing that his ass, their ass is about to get handed to them and the king and the Mongols have just been ravaging, thinks he's going to like hypnotize them with religion. Uh-huh. So like they send this fucking letter. This is called the Mongol Popple Encounter. Let, letter exchange between Pope Innocent the Fourth and hold on. God, I wish that was my name, Innocent the Fourth. Can you imagine? Sounds like a rapper nowadays, Innocent the Fourth. Um, so basically, the Pope writes him a letter saying you need to convert to Christianity, and or you'll be smote. Yeah, and the uh, let me find the okay. Let me see if I can find. And the response is the funniest shit ever, because it's like they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like. A dude, like a guy in a robe, has sent it. They're laughing in the letter. You could just see they're laughing their ass off because, like, a guy calling himself Pope Innocent mm-hmm. has sent a letter to. They're living in these fucking massive tents, man. Yeah, these you know, huge yurts. yurts, and they've conquered in their mind maybe the whole planet. Right, and suddenly this guy in a fucking robe sends him a letter who calls himself Pope Innocent, saying. You must have surrender to God. He's the most important thing. And so let me find this fucking letter. Um, so it's the one that starts with God the Father. God yeah, the but Father. here's the reply. Here's the reply. Okay. It's right here. I'll show it to you. This is the one that goes, uh, here it is. seeing that not only men, but even irrational animals. Nay. That's the Pope. Okay, wow. That's the Pope trying to like... People used to fucking know how to write, write letters. What's so cool about these letters is like they still have the fucking letter. We, by the power of the eternal God, the ocean con of the great Mongol Ulus, Yes, are that's the okay. response. So, okay. So, the setup is that Pope... We're is, back. We're back. The Pope has sent these, like, Christian, beautifully written Christian letters to the, the, the Mongol horde. Right. Basically saying, hold your dog. Please, you know, like... <laughs> and this is their response. Am I going to read it? You going to read it? I'm going to read it. You read it. Okay. I'm trying to think what even the voice is for this We person. could read it together in unison. We could. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're going to try it here. Ready? Okay, yeah. We, we by, by the power of the eternal God, the oceanic con of the great Mongol Ulus, our command, if this reaches peoples who have made their submission, let them respect and stand in awe of it. This is a directive in the Muslim tongue sent to the great Pope. May he take note and comprehend it, what has been written. The petition of the assembly convened in the lands of the emperor seeking our support has been heard from your emissaries. If the bearer of this petition reaches you with his own report, you, who are the great Pope, together with all the princes, must come in person to serve us. At that time, I shall make known all the commands of the Yasa. Further, you have also said that there would be an advantage for me in accepting baptism. You have imparted this to me and sent a request to this effect. This is your appeal. I have not understood. Furthermore, you have sent the following, the following message. You have conquered all the lands of the Hungarians and other Christians. This seems strange to me. Tell me what was their crime. 
I have also not understood this message of yours. Chinggis Khan and the great Khan Ogade have both transmitted the order of the eternal God that, that, the, all, that the, all the world should be subordinated to the Mongols to be taken note of. But they disregarded God's order to such an extent that those mentioned by you even held a great council, and they behaved arrogantly in refusing, and they killed our messengers and envoys. Thus, the eternal God himself has killed and exterminated the people in those countries. How could anybody without God's order, merely from his own strength, kill and plunder? And when you go on to say, I am a Christian, I honor God, how do you think you know whom God will absolve and in whose favor he will exercise his mercy? How do you think you know that you dare to express such an opinion? Through the power of God, all empires from the rising of the sun to its setting have been given to us, and we own them. How could anyone achieve anything except by God's order? Now, however, you must say with a sincere heart, we shall be obedient. We too make our strength available. You personally, at the head of the kings, you shall come, one and all, to pay homage to me, to serve me. Then we shall take note of your submission. If, however, you do not accept God's order and act against our command, we shall know that you are our enemies. This is what we make known to you. If you act against it, how can we know what will happen? Only God knows. <laughs> how can we know what will happen? That sounds like a fucking like, psychopath. Oh, yeah, it was. It was the Mongols. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Sounds like a country singer, like saying, like you know, if you cheat on me, I don't know what's gonna happen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. You know, I, who am I? I'm not in control of this thing. Look, I don't I, know. I just don't know what's gonna happen if you don't come home when I said you come home. Yeah, it's to to me. What's so funny about it is you the 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 you know Christian missionaries. They do their own form of invasion, right. a kind of hypnotic yeah. thing where they go in, they hypnotize people, and they take over that way. It's a, it's like a, you know, like some kind of weird alien psychic thing that goes in, makes people wear certain clothes, makes right. them feel ashamed of fucking. And so the Pope sends this letter to like someone who's almost taken over the planet, who just knows war, mm -hmm. and he's looking at, he's like, do you really think? I don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're like trying to in invade us with yeah. this bullshit. If we like, if I were to like respond by becoming Christian, I might as well just make you the emperor. That's right. what you're saying. Yeah. So his response is such an ultimate slapdown, which is just not only like, I, I, this is bullshit, but it's like, no, you, you, the Pope are coming to my yurt. And if you don't, we're going to fuck you up just like we fucked up all the people that you were talking about us fucking up because they tried the same shit. And like the Pope, can you imagine getting that letter? Yeah. Like getting, that's like the worst email response. Like you're sending an email to someone like trying to bullshit them and they send back that blazer. Say, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part. Um, I don't understand. Um, like that's such a bold thing to say. I don't understand. Uh, we're still coming to kill you. I just, yeah. I don't. I honestly, I just don't understand. Uh, like, what I mean is, like, uh, I don't. I still, I just don't understand that. How you can say that your God is? It's the same God. There's only one God. And obviously, God's on our side because we've been waiting so much. So, 
I, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> it does have like a quality in it that reminds you of like getting a letter from the bank when they're about to repossess your yeah. house or something. It's like, we received your letter dated July 4th. 2020 and unfortunately we are still going to repossess your house or like a like an email that's like no reply yeah it's like i can't even reply to what you said yeah like, yeah we you, uh we hate you you're going to die uh you may not reply to this email yeah but, but well yeah your only choice because you know the pope you guaranteed like whoever was the king probably went to him is like can do you think maybe you could talk to these mongols because we're worried they're going to invade. What happened, though? Because they didn't invade Rome. What fucking happened? Well, because the Pope was in was the Pope in Constantinople at that time? I don't I know. I think what happened was the Black Plague, man. Because, like, oh. I'm not sure, like, so, so the reason uh, yes. the Black Plague happened is because all these trade routes opened up because of the Mongol invasion. And that produced the necessary connectivity of so, cultures to create a... Super pandemic. virus. Yeah, yeah. And sort of like a cruise ship, almost. Yeah, it was like the, <laughs> the last gift of the Mongols, I think, was the Black Plague. It was like the final... I know that. Yeah. It's a fascinating... It's a fascinating story, but yeah. what... You know, it's just so... I love that this particular book because they, you know, and Tibetan Buddhism is a result of the Mongol Empire. Oh, right, Buddhism. it would be, yeah, because that's... Why would they be in Tibet? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, when you see, like, the Dalai Lama, like, yeah, that's a descendant... That was like, Genghis Khan loved all religions. He loved Christianity because you could drink. And he thought that was awesome. Really? Yeah. Like he thought it was cool that it was a religion you could drink. And the reason that they were so successful is because where the Christians were going through and just killing anyone who wasn't a Christian and wouldn't convert, the Mongols were like, oh, that person's good at building weapons. Mm -hmm. That person's got a smart mind. They absorbed them. Yeah. They they kidnapped them, made them work for them. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense to just kill everybody. No, because you lose all these valuable people. Yeah, that, that's exactly oh. right. That's like that's the uh, yeah the the quality of like not just well the, the, destroying uh, but absorbing yeah. is the Comanches did that shit too. Really? Some of them. I was reading this book. Uh, this by this cowboy named Nat Love. He wrote this memoir. It's like super rudimentary the way it's written, uh, but it's really interesting. Because this guy was probably the best cowboy in the West ever. He um he was he grew up enslaved and he was like I think the uh, Civil War ended he was basically made free by the civil because of the Civil War when he was like eight years old and I think at age ten or something he left Alabama or maybe like someplace in the uh, southeast because he wanted to be a cowboy and he mo- he just moved out on his own <clears throat> and he was like really great with horses cause he used to break horses as a kid and he became a cowboy but he was like the fucking like most Badass cowboy ever. He used to be called Deadwood Dick because he's won all these competitions in South Dakota, like uh. all these cowboy competitions. But he talks about how one time he got captured by Comanches because um, that's that's another thing is there's constantly all this fighting between cowboys and the cowboys and Indians thing. I always thought it was sort of a you know like a like a lore it wasn't really yeah. real, but there it was constantly they were constantly killing Indians. Like they used to have a saying where. Um, you know, you know how they're saying there's no the the only good Indian is a dead Indian. Yeah. And so a lot of times when he writes, he says, "We made them good. We made these Indians good." Oh my god. Because they killed them, and they're Fuck. constantly going both ways. Where they're being killed by Native Americans, the same as the, as they are. And this guy gets gets caught by the Comanches, and they um 
he kills a bunch of their warriors in this in the process. But because he's such a badass, they respect him, so they don't kill him. Yeah. They capture him and he lives with them for a month. Living with these with these Comanches and like you know, he's he living with he's living with them, even though he killed some of their friends and stuff. And he finally escaped one night because he was such a good rider, he just stole one of their horses and fucking like I don't know. Somehow he was able to escape, which is unheard of because Insane. the Comanches are such good horse riders. Yeah. This guy That's yeah. wild. That thing you're talking about mm-hmm. right there. That is the path to I think global peace and also one of the most terrifying things ever because you know like what's that term there's like that R- russian term useful idiot i don't know about that so basically it's like it's a kgb term right where you like essentially like take somebody and you know like for example you know you take take anybody who's just a loud mouth you know right. like, like let's imagine like someone who's got like a a, a real platform, you know, and I'm not saying this actually happened to him, but like, imagine like, I don't know, Tucker Carlson or something, right? right? So like, <laughs> so Tucker Carlson, you know, it, anybody who's got a platform at that level is like a useful asset, right? Like, yeah. very valuable. They're a mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. So if you're like a state agency and you have some goal of conquering, number one, the best way to conquer if you're not going to use bioweapons, which is like the second best way to conquer because it doesn't destroy infrastructure, right. burns itself out, go in and you've got like the, the you buildings. You can design them too. Yeah. You can, you, what do you, you can design them. Well, maybe eventually they'll be able to design them. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. They'll never be a real bioweapon. Yeah, they'll never be able to custom design uh, microbes to do no. to attack certain, certain uh, receptor sites in the brain. No, only. I don't think so. Based upon you know any number of uh, would never happen. You know, it's too complicated. Not with it's way too. We just don't have <clears throat> don't the technology talk about to it. do that now. No, oh, it's sci-fi. I mean, we might as well talk about like teaching jellyfish to shoot guns. Yeah, or like maybe like a rocket that can land itself. Yeah, you know? and move in. Yeah. with your wife. Or like not ever shitting again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we we fix shit. You don't have to shit ever again. Yeah. Exactly. Or like we're done or, shitting. Or like making like people shit like go backwards up their ass. Yeah. Like making people shit chase. And it them. comes out uh, something where it's like you can use it. Use like fuel. Yeah. Like or like you, water. Yeah. You vomit water bottles. Yeah. You know it's never gonna happen. No. They never, never can't engineer a bioweapon. It's not possible. But you know it would be very useful if there was one because the problem with like nuclear warfare is that it irradiates the land and makes it really pointless to. Yeah because you poison the land so that's like kind of off the table there it's like a great thing if you've got an aggressive you know an aggressor that you need to like shut down immediately Mm -hmm. but if you want to go in there and harvest their fucking resources but you've poisoned the land it sucks now if you had some kind of bioweapon that could like just burn out the entire population of human beings or most of them so the power structure fails and then you go in and like put a government in that you wanted that would be a fantastic form of invasion then the next step above that would be even better which is what the pope was sending to genghis khan which is like get in there get them religion Mm -hmm. make them think they're worshiping god when it just so happens they're giving all their money their obedience and their faith to the church church. yeah right but it's it's god i mean this is how god looks it just happens to look like people that's a really fun form of invasion but then the next form of invasion after that that's even better is where a country doesn't know it's been invaded. It has no idea. By the time it happens, everybody's just kind of like, yeah, this is just the way it's always been. Right. And so to do that, you're going to have to do like, if you wanted to invade like a bee colony, mm. you want to get to the queen, you want to get into those fucking pheromones and make the pheromones that she secretes 
you know, make the worker bees act in a certain way that works towards the what you want to have happen. So a useful idiot is like a KGB term. So the idea would be fucking like anybody. I'm just using Tucker. Tucker. Tuck, I know you listen to this podcast. I don't mean... Hey, Tucker, any, we love the bow tie. Up? Love the bow tie. And it's I, consistency. Hey, man, I, you speak out against stuff. Sometimes you blow my mind. Some of the, Honestly, some of the shit he says, you're like, really? I didn't know you were like, you would just say that. Oh, you're wonderful, Tucker. We love you. We love you. You're doing great work. Tucker. 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 So, like... The idea, the idea would be you take like a Tucker Carlson, you know, he, you, he doesn't even know this is happening. Right. Like all of a sudden one day <clears throat> Tucker's like at a bar, you know, he just is sitting talking to somebody or like a fan comes up or he starts getting emails. Starts just, getting emails. Did you ever hear the story of the guy who was studying serial killers and started writing letters to John Wayne Gacy in the voice of the people he liked to murder? No, he liked to murder a certain type of person. Yeah, young kids. Like yeah, like you know, he liked to murder like like you know, like boys. Yeah, boys. But he was like, do he like was a psychologist who just was studying his profile mm -hmm. and starts sending him letters based like, on who he liked to fuck. So I was trying to trying to bait him, basically bait him, and yeah. it worked. It worked. Like suddenly Gacy's writing him letters and shit, and right. they're like, anyway, the idea would be you do like a psychological analysis of people who have a like who are mouthpieces. And then slowly, like we're talking over years, you slowly seduce them using a variety of agents to slowly push them in the direction of whatever your state's will is, right? right. And, and then all of a sudden, without them even knowing they've been infected by your memes, you start spouting out shit that just so happens to work towards the goals of your state. Right. You don't have to invade. You don't have to do anything. The people aren't going to revolt. There's no smoke. There's no war. There's just a general sense of like, things just seem different. I'm not sure what happened. It's like, well, what happened is you got invaded. The CIA has been doing that shit well, it's Coca -Cola. for years. What? It's kind of Coca-Cola in a way. It's fucking Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's what we did to Iran. We do this all the time. What do we do to Iran? You mean like the... Uh, like the the, the revolution, you mean? Yeah. yeah. The CIA is always popping into places, like getting people to like dissent, mm -hmm. creating like uprisings just to destabilize. You know, yeah. not even with any other. And, and then the, the thing, does, the, the invasion doesn't have to happen with troops. Right. It happens because suddenly people are rioting and they don't even know why. It's like, wow, can you guys believe? Can you, can you believe what just happened? Man, I'm pissed. Are you pissed? Hit the streets. Man, I'm super pissed off. I don't. I'm surprised that more people aren't pissed off. Did you ever see that shit the Russians did on Facebook where they got to, uh, they literally got a riot to happen by getting, no. yeah, look it up. They like went on Facebook and like one of them, they advertised that there was going to be some kind of like gathering where people at this point of view are going to be. They got people with the other point of view to gather and they literally started fighting. Even though that neither of them initiated it at all. No, it was all done from was like. Was it like an abortion thing? What was the, what was it the was issue? It was some issue like that. Right. Some hot, some like very hot issue that actually is like politically unimportant, but it's people that care about it because it's like visceral. Exactly. It's like people, we need a fucking, no more left feet. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Something, it's, it's like basically like, and you know, it's that when we were accusing the Russians of doing this, it's not even accusations, like there's proof they, they're right. doing this. Their response is like, you motherfuckers do this all the time. <laughs> like, what, you yell at us? Like, yeah. you, you we, 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 this is what we've, you've been doing to us. Mm -hmm. And so it's this like 
amazing, brilliant, you know, because fucking Putin, you know, he's like a judo master. Right. So it's like it's literally a, a judo master. Yeah. Too. It's a form of <laughs> judo. You know, it's like a form of like weird, like we're going to take your body weight and use it to throw you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what judo is, essentially. You're not you're like doing the least amount of work, but you're getting the most out of it because you're 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 misdirecting energy you're changing we're not misdirecting you're changing the direction of it so yeah if you run at me i'm gonna make it so you flip over me and land on the ground and have you in a hole because yeah because you you did the work you not did me. all the yeah work. yeah and like how i mean like we're such a fragmented country right now it's so easy to do an analysis like you can like do an analysis and you could come up with probably like four like archetypes for things that are hated the most well because you can't be a nationalist anymore you can be sort of, but I mean, it's like you can't. It's frowned upon for some reason to be like, "I fucking love America." Yeah, I mean, when but really, like the the truth of it is, it's not frowned. Like you could be well, around. Some, it's frowned upon by a lot of people. Well, people, it's kind of like I was just having this conversation with somebody about um, liking the Marx Brothers. You know, the, the Marx Brothers, the comedians. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, like, it, yeah, I, I, I for a second I like misremembered. Did Karl Marx have a brother named Joe? <laughs> and like, what if, that, what if that was the fucking Mandela effect right now? It's like the Marx Brothers. You mean the guys responsible for communism? It's like, yeah, they were brothers. They were a comedic duo who invented this form of government as well. It was start. It was originally called the Comedic Manifesto, yeah. but then it turned into the Communist Manifesto. What? Yeah, yeah. It, but, but like the. You know, I, I've gotten in like the arg arguments with comedians who are like way more successful and funnier than me, where I have taken the side where I just don't find them very funny. Right. I've watched them. I don't think they're funny, but because like comedians who to me are like, are like really funny like them, I yeah. recognize this as like a sign that I must have really like something's off in my comedic engine. Whereas I was just talking to someone today and they were like, actually, no. Yeah. A, a lot of times people, they like things they don't really like. Because they want people to think that they're liking the right stuff. Yeah. Right? So I think in reality, when the expression of love for your country, for your wife, for your kids, for your dog, for your job, whatever it may be, it's a, if you really love it and someone doesn't like that, that's fucked up. That's crazy. Yeah, right? especially because if, if they're like shitting on this thing that you... Well, I mean, we see, it's always the thing now where we've talked about this before, but the whole man when you're doing when you're doing comedy, you open up with you know with the way things are right now, yeah. everything's so terrible. Yeah. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like where? Yeah. Well, I mean, or, or to me, it's like, well, I think I can make a pretty good argument for things being really fucking terrible. I think I could make a really good argument for that, but I think I could also make the argument that that terrible is pretty much status quo for being on a planet. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of the way it is. In it's other also words, just awareness. Yeah. It's like, it's this like, fucking pool's, this fucking pool, the, the pool's too cold. And it's like, well, it's always been yeah. cold or it's too hot. Or, or it's like, God, can you, can you believe how aware I am right now of stuff? Yeah. God, can you, guys, can you believe right now just how aware we are of things that have happened that we didn't know about before? Yeah. God, it, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. It sucks to be aware of stuff and have to be able to make actionable change to it, which we previously was unavailable to probably anyone even 10 years ago. Man, it's just fucked up right now how yeah. aware, how aware. We're so. It's basically just, you can replace, replace awareness with 
whatever the other word is, you know, just like awareness of the thing instead of, it's like you didn't know, if you don't know you have a bunch of clown makeup on your face, Yeah, you're not going to act like you have a bunch of clown makeup on your face. And all of a sudden it's like, can you guys believe this fucking... We're wearing clown makeup. Yeah. Or I th- you know what I think of it? Like, it's like, I love the prairie dogs at the zoo, you know? And right. Like, they're so funny. Because, like, one of them maintains a lookout, right? Yeah, a lookout. But imagine if that prairie dog had the ability to look at the entire planet. Right. Oh, my so God. So you'd always be scared. Oh, prairie, other prairie dogs would be fucking constantly like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, right. holy shit. He's seeing, like, predators, like, five million miles away. They're freaking the fuck out. And so I think we're dealing with that kind of situation, which is, like, uh, many people have, you know, with a true intent of helping via Twitter have oh, become true that, intent. that yeah. prairie dog that's looking around and tweeting, like, we are man and it's like yeah no shit we are fucked you know from the <laughs> well, we've pers- always from, been a fuck yeah yeah there's a lot of bad in the world and right it, like, things are getting right now how many things are in the jaws of something like literally being like uh, not just a masticated a, masticated or, or caught in gears or run <laughs> you know what i mean like how many things right now are in the jaws of a thing right i countless things right now or having the reaction where it goes from running to just pure shock as you slowly fall asleep as a thing like is eating your guts because you're being constricted all over the fucking planet mm-hmm. right now that's happening it's always been happening and the difference is is like now when it fucking happens like in the old days man shit was people were always getting eaten by tigers but now if somebody gets eaten by a tiger that's going to be on the news for like weeks, man. Yeah. Like the guy got eaten by a tiger. The lady got went in the zoo and got eaten by a tiger. That just used to be a day in a village. You'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, Jack got eaten by that tiger. You got to stay vigilant. Yeah, got to watch out for that tiger. I would say with like coronavirus too. Like it's really, I love following the news for coronavirus, but mm. if you compare it to any other disease, it's still the numbers are just like tiny. Well, yeah, like there's fucking people who will not get themselves the flu vaccine right now, uh-huh. who are like walking around with surgical masks on because <laughs> they're afraid of the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. It's the dumbest shit you've ever seen. Yeah. It's like 8,000 Americans at this point have died from the flu thus far this year. It's Is that like, true? Yes. God. 8,000. How do I get the flu shot? You got to get I'm the I'm going to probably go today, maybe. Go maybe. today. Get the fucking flu shot, man. Right. And it, it's like... 8,000 dead people have died. No, that's not making the news at all. Right. We've got, in America, I think, at this point, one person has died of the coronavirus. And it's like 20 cases. That person was from the Wuhan province. Okay. You know what I mean? That was a person who came... So they had the good coronavirus. They got the pure shit. The real thick. The pure shit. They got the real spray right in their eye. It's weird because you don't get like... That you you when, I know when I'm looking when I'm doing this particular kind of terror mining. Oh yeah, and I terror, find like terror mining. So yeah, I describe yeah, it. When, when I find yeah. like anything where it's like, well, so far everyone's recovered from the coronavirus in the United States. I just like scroll past it. Yeah, you know, like they've made a recovery. They're fine. Oh, whatever. I don't want to read. That I had shit. to stop looking at it because I felt like it was just a. Yeah, I'm just looking at it for that. I'm terror mining, hundred percent. Terror mining. It's a joy. I mean, but the the thing is, like, I'll, if you want to terror mine. I would not worry about the Wuhan virus. I would just, once I interviewed this guy who worked, I got to go into one of those laboratories that has Ebola. Really? Did I ever tell you that? No. When I did that Rogan show, Joe Rogan, oh yeah. 
when I we're brought to you by the laboratory that keeps the Ebola here on live the tape with my guest Galveston, Duncan Trussell. Texas in Galveston, Texas. Go on down to Galveston, Texas, where they keep place, the Ebola actually. virus. Very beautiful Brought place. Brought to you by Tucker Carlson's. Very new. beautiful place, Galveston. Tucker Carlson's Hot Pocket right Express. Right there on the coast, they've got specially designed Hot Pockets. They got a BioLab. BioLab Hot Pockets. They got one. One in 20 is an instant winner. Got the whole tour, man. I was around the Ebola virus. Well, I mean, I was outside the plexiglass structure right. where there are people inside working with Ebola virus. They're in there working at rubbing it down on themselves. Yeah, they were. They, well, that's what you don't. That's the actually one of the weird cures uh-huh. is that if you you know can shrink a person down, which they obviously can't do, but they did train amoebas to go in there and just massage Ebola. Oh, really? Because they, they, Ebola is tight. And it's stressed and it's full of anxiety. So that's why it's so deadly because it's just it's, it's lashing out. You know when you calm it, they just calm it down. Mm-hmm. It just turns into a mild cold. Oh, Ebola is basically like a cold that's like been in traffic for like a couple hours. It it's, wants some garlic. It wants a beer. Get home. It worked all day. It just wants to eat some. It wants some garlic bread. A garlic nice, bread a nice uh, lager, probably. Just just sit back and you know enjoy the new season of Curb. New season to curb, dusk, garlic bread, lager. That's all it wants. It just needs to relax. The moment you relax uh-huh. down an Ebola virus, uh-huh. it just becomes a mild cold, like a two-day cold. Oh. No big deal. The problem is it's very difficult to train amoebas to do that kind of massage. It's deep tissue. Oh. And it's very difficult to get them to go in there and have that conversation. Because they're scared. With Ebola. They're scared. The I mean, Ebola. I be, the amoebas are scared because they can be turned into the Ebola if they don't do it right. I, I, you know, I'm at the point, honestly, I'm so stressed out. I, I don't like massage anymore. I don't like to be Well, because well, I've had problems when I've done massage where my hands start to become part of the area with the body I'm touching. That's I had my, it. my hands disappear up to the elbow and high side of someone's back and it took me a good three weeks of uh, extrication work. It's embarrassing. I had to go to a sound bath in Sedona just to get my arm out of this it's woman's It's embarrassing. Back. Now I'll tell you, one of the mo- I'll, now I, we'll get back to the disease or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But one of my most embarrassing massage experiences now I have never been the giver of a massage and I'm proud of that. I will not get You only receive. I only receive. I do well, not. You know, get. that's sort of like blood types. You know, there's universal donors, universal receivers, and there's kind of stuff that goes double way. When it comes to massage, I'm a bottom baby. Okay. Now, here's the bottom line, no pun intended. Well, let me just interrupt you there real is, quick. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. When it comes to massage, I'm a bottom. <laughs> When it comes to this, you can't stop em. When it comes to massage, I'm a bottom. When it comes to love, I can't stop em. When it comes to massage, I'm a bottom. If you want me to touch, you gotta rob em. Oh, baby. Okay, right. So, what we saying now? And hey, just so I just, so I don't get a lot of hate, man. I already know what's coming my way. That's selfishness. You know what? Some people, look, you can't make it. Every door doesn't go both ways. I don't want to rub your skin. You're just not supposed to put stuff in your ass. You're supposed to shit stuff out. I don't want to rub you down. I don't want to touch your skin unless I got my dishwashing gloves on. I don't want to rub you down. 
I'm sorry, I don't like that feeling of oil on my hands. I don't like massage that way. I don't say- like the feeling on me, I like it on you. Well, I want to tell you. So one time I was massaging someone and I pissed on them and they didn't know. Well, that's a bonus where I get my massages. I told them afterwards, they're like, really? That felt great. It does. Yeah. You well, it's have, warm. Nothing feels better than being pissed on. A hot, a hot stream. Any listen, I've I've actually store sometimes my wife's urine in really? water guns. Water guns. So when I'm on the road I can just shoot myself in well, the face with it. I'll shoot in the face. Yeah, I prefer it up. on the back. And it's a tough one to get you know, you go down to the chef at the at the Marriott restaurant uh-huh. and say, Can you put my water gun in the microwave and heat it up for me so that because you know you could put it in the sink and i know what you're thinking why don't you just put hot water in there it's not the same same. it feels different looks different smells different it's a hundred percent different now i guess you could say why don't you put your own piss in there well it's the same same reason i don't like to suck on my own feet it's also the same reason you can't give yourself a massage we all know that the uh what am I going to do? Just lay there in the Marriott, sucking on my own feet, pissing on myself? I would love to see that. Well, like I said, you know, that's that's not the top entertainment I'm into. Well, I'm going to tell you my most embarrassing massage experience right after this. Okay, we'll be back with a whip 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 with the most embarrassing massage experience from drunk draws. Whip, 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 Okay, hold on a second. It's gonna stand by me, karaoke version. Let me just dial this up on the computer. Stand by me. This is one of these things. I can't even remember this unless the karaoke stand by me is playing. There we go. It's a form of amnesia. That's it. It was 1999. I was in Asheville, North Carolina. Great year. It was 1999. I was oh. in Asheville, North Carolina, and I went to the Lady Rosalie Massage Clinic, which was right down there on Tunnel Road at the time, right next to Octopus's Garden, which is where we would all buy our marijuana accessories oh. at the time, including they had also a selection of butt plugs. One-hitters. And one-hitters, of course. Snuff boxers. Snuff boxes. Pipe and they, cleaners. And duster. Duster. And whippets. Now... I went into this place and I put my money on the table as you do in this sort of massage area. And I was ushered into the back where a very beautiful woman, her name was Charlene Collette, began giving... Double first name, that's rare. Charlene Collette Uh Darium. Now, look it up. Darium like the 
Like the, the heavy, uh, the semi-radioactive. Darium. Oh, Darium. They said Barium. But on it, that was her sister's name. Barium. Barium. Darium. Barium. You know what they say about Barium? What's that? Don't look back. You can't. When you're underground. You can't. You look back, you'll go blind. Barium, Harium. And honestly, this massage was so good, I felt like if I did look back, you I'd go blind. You know what they blind. say, right? What's you can't that? carry him, bury him. And if you can't dare him, marry him. Now, I was getting this massage, and when I experienced the reverse of what you described to me. Reversal of fortune? Her, a pure, in medical terminology, that's what it's called. Reversal of fortune. Her arm sank into the flesh in my back. At the oh. time, I was 345 pounds because I'd been doing that Budweiser competition. That right. was that nationwide get fat from beer thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I was too young, but I, I wanted to do it. Well, I'm still trying, even though there's no prize that time, but you would win an entire tank. Now, I felt her arm slide into what I thought was one of my grease folds in my All back. Because right. you were a big boy. And I was frothed. He was a big boy. I was so frothed with my own oil that she didn't even have to use massage oil, and she liked that. Uh huh. Because that massage oil, believe it or not, is quite expensive. The lavender stuff, especially. Right. Uh huh. So her arm sinks into one of my anterior folds. That's what I thought. Oh. Uh -huh. And what she would do a classic, pushing her arm in there and scrubbing back and forth with her entire arm through my fleshy fold. Mm -hmm. But then, I felt something strange. Her other arm went into the fold. Oh. And then her head, and then her body, and then her entire body merged with mine. She didn't deglaze with she, urine? She did not do a urine deglaze. Okay. I didn't know this until way after, and this is like probably two years of being on trial. Because I walk out of that room, and it's just me. And they say, where's Darian? Uh -huh. And I say, she merged with me. She gone. She gone. They took, they gave me an MRI. There was no sign of did her. Did they see her in there? They couldn't find her. I was accused of murder. Let me ask you this. Did you weigh more? I weighed exactly her weight more, and I told them that, but unfortunately I had not been weighed upon entry into that room. And this is why anytime I get a massage now, I bring my own scale. Oh, and, just to make sure they don't jump. They don't, because they could, they could do a partial. They could drop like a weight in you. They could it put like happens. A, put, I had a girl put a hot dog in my body. She slipped it in. It's, you know, I'm like, I weigh myself afterwards. And I'm like, that's why I said, I said, bitch, I should weigh less. That's right. <laughs> I said, well, you got it. Should, that's why I said, I mean, I'm not mincing words. I said it because I was pissed. I said, bitch, I should weigh less. And I weigh a pound and a half more. And she's like, okay, look here. I put a bunch of fucking hot dogs in you. You're not a, I'm not a bun, honey. Yeah. I came here for a massage. I'm not, not a baseball a game. No. Take these dogs out of me. Take these dogs but back they, to the ballpark. But once they're in, they're in it. Give them and, some Cracker Jack and get them out of my back. That's what the, the if you go and watch Cronenberg's The Fly, uh -huh. that's what it's based on because Cronenberg absorbed three masseuses in one day. See, that has to increase your hunger too. You know, you have to, you're like eating for five. Well, and you have their dreams. I, to this very day, I dream about her sister, Barium. God and, damn. And I'm telling you, it is a nightmare. It's literally a nightmare. It's literally it's literally a nightmare. It's, and this is why, you know, I'm telling you. It's literally a nightmare. It, well, do you know what it's like in the middle of the night to have dreams from someone who fell into one of your, into your body? Honestly, it sounds like it's literally a nightmare. It's literally a nightmare. 
Honestly, it's literally a nightmare. It's literally a nightmare. It sounds like it's literally a literally nightmare. Literally a nightmare. Welcome to Literally a Nightmare. The DTFH meets Johnny Pemberton. Literally a nightmare. Welcome to Beirut. Welcome to Literally a Nightmare, where we study the taints of men across the world. Welcome to Literally a Nightmare. It's sort of like a nightmare, but it's literally a nightmare. Welcome to Literally a Nightmare, where we eat mayonnaise out of the underarms of recently deceased... Elderly gentlemen. Only certain, only ones that have been let, let a good, clean life. We get in there and we do, we do a little digger. Let us welcome to literally a nightmare where welcome we put live wasps into the undergun of our ball sacks. Welcome to literally a nightmare where we go down to the we go down to the shore where all the starfish are and we pluck them out of the water. We put them into our mouth and we suck all those little particles off and we spit them in a little ray gun out of like a little tuber. Oh, that nightmare, honey. I call that a dream come true. I love that. You know that story, the starfish story? Oh, I do. I know the story of the starfish. Um, I, I was I was born a starfish, actually. Well, you, being born, I was literally born a starfish. Being born a starfish is one of the most auspicious births, according to my guru. Starfish kiss. Star, starfish kiss. Now, starfish kiss. Starfish kiss. Kiss. Kush. Okay. Kush. Starfish. I love starfish kush. Star- I'll fuck your shit <laughs> up, I love, baby. You know, I tell you, I love a little bit of AK-47, some train wreck, and some starfish kush. Oh, damn. I freaking love a little bit of starfish kush, and some train wreck, AK-47, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of that headband gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the condomin, it's my, my, my choice of, my choice of weapon. I <laughs> Starfish Kush. Oh, what's that again? Say that again. Starfish Kush. Starfish Kush. Damn, you know that shit'll fuck you up. You if you, if you don't have a couch in the in, in ten feet of you, but if you, if you had Starfish Kush, you better have a couch within ten feet of you. You're not gonna be doing You're much. Done. I tell you what. Not if, you, not. if you gotta go to work, you better cancel your work job. You calling in sick? You better call in high, baby, because you got you got that starfish kush. You know what they call starfish kush? Because it goes one, two, three, four, five, and you're down, baby. You're down. It's like a referee in a boxing match. One, two, two three, three, four, four five. He's down. That's a starfish kush. Starfish kush. It's like that alien predator thing. Remember that little guy goes inside your mouth, that little guy with the fingers and the... The, the mouth thing that goes on the face of the oh, guy, yeah. alien. A face hugger. Face. That's what they call it. That's basically just a starfish. That thing's just shitting starfish kush right in your mouth. Oh, my God. That was... alien fart starfish kush, baby. i tell you this much. I got my Uber, and he smelled it on me. He looked back, and he said, you on that starfish kush. It only smells like it is. You know what I've heard is going to be the next revolution, actually, is growing weed in space. Oh, yeah, but... When you bring that stuff back, it's been grown in zero G. I love it. I'll tell you what, you put that in a gravity bonk. Ooh, motherfucker, it doesn't I, even know what is it hitting you. Oh, that's my dream. If I was God, I'd turn black holes into water bombs. Oh, baby. Yeah, pour the ocean in that thing and take a big hit. Dude, if I was God, I'd put this song on. I'd do a big old rip. Oh, I just took the biggest hit from that 
liquid water bomb. Today we're gonna be talking about whether or not Sugar Magnolia by the Grateful Dead was written about weed. It was. <laughs> I think it was, because that's what sugar was. What's up to all my trimmers? What's up to my trimmers? How, how you doing out there, sugar hands? <laughs> Give you a round of applause from inside my heart. Sometimes I smoke somebody's hands. I would. I'd smoke my hands. What you do is you hire one of these trimmers. You hire them a good one. Hire a dumb one. You get yeah. them out there trimming for 12 hours. Yeah. You have them come back in. You give them something you call coconut oil, but actually it's poison. Oh, yeah. And what they do is they, they rub it on them hands, trying to get all that, oh, trying to get all that sugar off yeah. their hands. Next thing you know, they died. You cut off them Why hands with a guillotine, and you dry those Why? hands out in the oven at 200 what? degrees for 12 hours, you and you smoke about? those fucking hands, Oh, baby. now I see what you're saying. You okay. smoke their hands. Oh, yeah, you're going to smoke their hands. You've never been you... higher in your life than smoking Ooh, a trimmer's hands. and the glory. We gotta cut to a commercial. Cut to commercial, we're right back. Yep. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Halliburton with the new Princess Diamond Cruise Line departing out of Portsmouth to you. It's a great day to own a Honda. Don't worry about driving around and whatever the thing you're driving in right now. The 15th caller is going to get a free Bank of America membership. 15th caller now, a free Bank of America membership that guarantees admission to Princess Diamond Cruise Lines departing out of St. Joe this weekend only with 1,500 spaces available. Call now. Check this out. I want to show you a little something. I want to show you what I like to call Bank of America. my blue rectangle of life. Show me. Check this thing out. Bank of America. Bank of America card. Small business valued customer yeah. since And they mean it too. And it says temporary, but it ain't. Because I'm going to be with Bank of America for a long, right. long time. Sign up for life and get a $50 gas card. I, I really love them. And I love that bank. Your bank should feel like home. And one of the things I love about Bank of America is their new debtor pods where you can actually lay in the pod. They will extract your life essence to fill back your ATM up at least for whatever your for bank free, fees are. Too. Well, if you're overdrawn. If, if you're overdrawn or if you don't want to pay a monthly maintenance fee on your account, go to a debtor pod located at Chevron and BP stations worldwide. While you fill up your tank, also download your information into Bank of America Wells Fargo Transformed into pure money to take care of that fee for overdrawing your account. Seconds of your life. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, ching, ching. What were you going to do? Play a video game with those seconds? Turn it into money Go by going into your debtor money. pod. Check out the debtor pod right now here today at your local participating Chevron stores, okay? Check it out. Don't be afraid to get in a debtor pod. It's pretty cool. It relaxes me. Honestly, now I sleep better after a couple of minutes of having some of my soul essence extracted. Sleep better. Find a way to make more money while you sleep with a non-income property sponsored by Bank of America Wells How much Fargo. of a soul do you need? For one week only, HBO Max and Netflix present Bank of America Wells Fargo NBC Credit Card Crunch on the beach with Little John and Gwyneth Paltrow. 
and Gwen Stefani, brought to you by Goop, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Netflix, NBC. See Princess Venom as she sings her new song, number one on the charts right now, Lay Me in the Debtor Pod. And we're back here. Hey, man, how's it going? Great, man. Cool. Uh, did you go to the bathroom? How'd you know? Well, I, I, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to know about that kind of stuff. So wow. That's pretty much. A I, little bit. You know, uh, it takes, what do they say, uh, uh, game recognized game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it. How have your bowels been adjusting to age? Uh, it's a really great question. My bowels, uh, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes... Not so great. Right? Yeah. But sometimes really good. It seems like my bowels are reacting more to, uh, well, you know what? The fucking stupid, I'm dumb because I got into that Shirley MacLaine glass diet or whatever. Oh, right. Doesn't work. Yeah. I didn't lose any weight. I gained weight. And I, you know, it's like you're, you, it's micro shards of glass. You know what happens is sometimes the reaction is your body wants to fight it. And so it's like, I need more nutrients. No, it doesn't work. Okay. So don't, I, I just, I, I, it doesn't work. It worked for me. It's glass. It cut. It cut my. It's not ass. glass. It's technically not glass. It's ceramic, which I guess you could say is glass. It's yeah. so bad. I went to the doctor and he like freaked out. Really? You're not supposed to eat glass, Johnny. Well, I mean, I'd sooner chew glass than move to the suburbs. But yeah, no, you wouldn't. I would sooner chew glass than move to the suburbs. If right now, if I had a pile of broken shards of glass. And I said, you could either eat this or have a nice house in the fucking suburbs. In the suburbs? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I want to live in the fucking suburbs. I would sooner chew glass. Listen, I know what you're saying. I know it's the breeding grid, and I wouldn't necessarily want to be on a breeding grid either. I love to be free in my home at Echo Park. It's fucking amazing. I'm si- I don't want to get smiled at when I get a fucking coffee. I hate that shit. You go to the suburbs, you get a coffee, people smile at you or yeah, I don't, I don't want that I don't crap. Want so- I want to get skunk faced. Oh really? You want me to fake smile at you, bitch? Shut the fuck up. I want to get skunk faced by a dude named Donovan. I don't want like happy. I don't want some fucking happy juice vendor. I like my juice vendor as dour. Yeah. And I don't want to get some fucking. Uh, uh, I hate. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Yeah, hey, oh my god, good to see you again. Have a good day. How can I have a good day? Exactly. Look at the world. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't want to be in your fucking breeding grid. I don't want an American su- flag tattoo on my neck. Yeah. I don't want to have a problem. I don't want to go someplace where I have an op- I have an upside down American flag tattoo on my throat. I have to go on this fucking Disney Plus bullshit. Yeah, no, but you still I got sooner nipples. chew glass. You still got nipples. I cut them off. No, you didn't. Yeah, I cut them off. I got stumps oh, now. I got stumps. Fuck yeah. I got I, puro stumps, just like the fucking Sandinistas. Just like the wall, baby. I cut my nipples off. Yeah. So fuck you. I don't want walking around with fucking nipples. I'm in yeah. fucking Echo Park, bitch. Nipples are just flesh walls. Yeah. Sorry, I don't Trump. Want that. You don't own my body. Yeah, no way, fucking Trump. Fuck you, bitch. I sanded my nipples off. Sometimes what I do is I get on Twitter and I'm just like, hey, Trump. Hey, Trump, guess what? Fuck you. You suck, orange guy. Cheeto. You fucking Cheeto. Yeah. Fuck you. No, I'm, I, I will tell you this. They say Trump is coming to L.A. And when he comes, yeah. I'm going to go to the motorcade. And as soon as he goes by, I pull my shirt up and he's going to see no nipples. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
I, I know. shaved him up. That's so triggering for him. Yeah, yeah. He's so fucking triggered. I love it. A line of us are all going to be lined up upside down, American flag tattoos. I'm American flag. Nipple free, but we're not. We got to dump Trump. Yeah, I know, man. It's time to dump. No, listen, listen. Trump. What I have done is I have been going through Echo Park, sweeping up the discarded nipples because a lot of y'all out there, and I, hey, listen, mm-hmm. if you're ch- chopping, I'm on your side. But a lot of y'all out there, you're just throwing your nipples down out of your car window. Don't and chop stuff. and dump. Save the nips because we're going to get a big fucking bag of your nipples in one gigantic balloon and we're going to fly it over the White House and we're going to dump all those fucking yeah. nipples all over the White House. And you can see videos of Trump. He, you know, it's a, it's a spray tan. Yeah. He's going to be vomiting like, ah. Uh, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's raining nipples we on got, my house. <laughs> so, uh, looks like we, we got, got you, huh? Gotcha. Uh, hey, what are you going to say to that, huh? You got a response for that, huh, mister? Yeah. You're going to veto gravity when yeah. our fucking nipples are raining <laughs> down on your fucking house? Fucking, yeah. He, I bet he's a flat earther. I, I heard he is. I guarantee he is. He's a flat earther. Yeah. So Even what? though I'm not, but there's a hollow, you know, we know about that in Antarctica. Actually, they did find that out. Yeah, I know. They did actually find it out. Can we not do a character for a second? Yeah, I'm not doing a character. Seriously. You're baiting me. No, I'm not. No, you're baiting me. I'm not. I'm not baiting you. Like a you. dog. You're baiting me. Like I, I have a, I have a one-year-old. You're baiting me. What? You talk about the hole in Antarctica? It's not the fucking hole, but you're baiting. What me. the caves? The sea caves? By the volcano? I don't want to talk about it. Why not? Because I, I can tell when I'm being baited. You're not being baited. Yeah. Well, look it up. It's like it's. They found out that it, in Antarctica. Is expected to develop and move northwards right. across the southern fucking North Sea dick. on Tuesday, and. Anyway, four or five, listen to the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast. You're not going to get information diluted by... I'm not diluting anything. I'm okay. bolstering it. Listen to my podcast. We talk about hollow earth and we get... All right, get what's it? There. Number one, number two, number six. Duncan Trussell in the house here to talk about Antarctica, the biggest landmass in the world. We know the least about it. Why is that? Talk about it now. Here, live, Duncan Trussell, 126, BBC 6 here with Duncan Thank Trussell. You. Visiting from Hello. Los Angeles. Hey, what's up, gang? Hey, what's up? Just, right. So we're here to talk about. Well, give us a quick rundown here about Antarctica. I've heard a lot about it. We know it's there. Yes. We know it's a lot of the Antarctic Treaty. It's a pretty recent effect, actually. Yep. And we know there's something Dude, there that's it strange. Well, can you do our listeners a favor? We're, we want to have tw- ten minutes here. Just don't need me. We got all right here. One, hey, two, listen! Six. If you came to me to get saved, I'm sorry. Duncan Trussell, live London, noon time here. The Don't bustle, come the to hustle. me to get saved. I'm here not your lifeguard. I'm your life friend. Here we are, BBC Six. The hustle, the bustle. Duncan Trussell inside the house, ready to wrestle. Duncan Trussell, you've got the. Do you want to get rescued? A, tell us about how we're going to figure. Learn out this. to rescue. Talk about these caves. Put your oxygen mask on first, then put it on the person next to you. Where should people visit on YouTube to learn about these Antarctic caves? I'm Talk li- about it. What? I'm not going to grease your life for you. I'm not your lubricant for data. You go find the truth. All I do is this. I'm an Antarctica Hollow Earth activist, and I go on radio shows and tell people to Google it. I don't talk about it. All right. Number six, number six. Duncan Trussell's the number one wish. What have we got for these caves? Google Antarctica. Okay, I did That's it. what I do. Okay, well, supposing someone here doesn't have Google available to them, what would they want to know right My now? My job isn't to come and put DSL in your house. Uh, what's My DSL? My job isn't to come and put fiber optic we cables in We don't have DSL. House. We've got government Modem. Lines. What, am I going to come install your fucking modem? You don't have Google? What's your problem? Wake up. 
Okay, let's Dip just say shit. somebody behind a paywall. You don't have fucking Google? What's let's wrong with you? Let's say someone in North Korea wants to know about what this. Someone, what, how do you, how is, this doesn't go to North this Korea. This is wave radio right now. We're going Break all out the of North, way, Korea. North Korea. What am I going to do? North Save Korea, you? North Korea. My North job Korea. isn't to take Google and put it in, <gasps> put it in North, North Korea. North Korea. What you at here now? With a man called Duncan Trussell. It's not my fucking job to come down there and give you the fucking internet. All right, Duncan Trussell. Get it yourself. BBC Six. When you get it, Google Hollow Earth Antarctica. Hollow Earth. So how does it work? Do the airplanes fly? It works like this. G O O G L E dot com. Look up Hollow Earth right. Antarctica. You'll find everything you need. It's uh, your job to find your own data, not okay. mine. But you're here to now. You came here to discuss Hollow Earth. No, I came here to tell people to research and do the fucking work. I didn't come here to fucking be your teacher. I'm not. We're not in the university. We're in the universe. This is BBC Six, Duncan Trussell, getting it. And your everything. job is to teach yourself. Hold Look on a it up. Here. I'm not here to fucking school you. Grow up. Grow up. What's that again? Grow up. Okay. Do your do the work yourself. You want to know about this? Go do it yourself. Hey, hold, well, just one second here. Hold on. Can you tell us for real what's going on in our No, you want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. Okay. John, Johnny so, Duncan. All right. So, sitting in a tree. All right. A-N-T-A-R-C-T-I-C-K. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. There's a lot you don't know. Yes. There's tastes you've never tasted. Yeah. Smells you've never smelled. Uh-huh. Visions you've never witnessed. And things that if you were ready for them you wouldn't be asking me to explain them to you. So if you want to know about Hollow Earth, you want to know what's going on in Antarctica, you want to know what they've discovered, you want to know about Admiral Byrd, you want to understand this stuff, yeah. you got to do the research yourself. It would be very easy for me to say, oh, why were the Nazis so fascinated with Antarctica? What is going on? Where did all the Nazis go? Where are the spaceships coming from? Why are so what many of the world What spaceships? What spaceships? <laughs> yeah, what spaceships? Okay. Wait a second. Spaceships? What spaceships are you talking about? Talking about like like uh, Arizona lights? Oh my god! Phoenix lights? I mean, I know, I, I believe I'm, in UFOs. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a migraine. Well, uh, you know what helped that migraine? If what? you just stopped thinking so much, stop judging what you were saying, okay. and just deliver a little bit of word of mouth about Antarctica. All right, fine. Here's, here's the, the deal. best way to spread information is word of mouth. So sure, I could look this stuff up. All right, listeners can look this stuff up. But She's so if you sick just of this if shit. you just give me two minutes on this whole in Antarctica. The you could theory. just order my book on Antarctica. It's called Google It, and it's a book that explains. I heard it's called The Plunder from Th Down Under. No, it's called Google It. Google and, It? Yeah, and it's got a map of Antarctica on it, and it's got underneath Google It, it says Antarctica Hollow Earth. And then every page is just Google. It's different ways of using Google. No, I'll tell you. because No, I'll tell you. Because you know what I mean? It's like this is the world that we live in right now where everybody's like some toothless, hungry old witch in the forest and I'm the guy who comes and has to spoon jam into her ass mouth. And sure, I'll do go it. ahead. Okay, here's what it is. Antarctica. Let me play a little background music for this. Sure, I'm okay. sure that's what people need now. Yeah, it is. People need it because they're so used to listening to the public radio. Yeah, play the music. It's playing. I'll tell you about how so in the old days, if you found a hungry witch, if you spoon jam into her ass, you'd have a boy as your first child. This is, is this is going somewhere? Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to do? Do you want to no, talk about? No, it just sounds like neither here nor there. It leads to something. Okay. Every hole leads somewhere. Exactly. This we. And I'll start again. In the old days, if you were in the forest, every hole leads right. somewhere. I knew you were Even baiting. the forest. I don't know. I was just trying to. Every hole leads somewhere. It's not the song, Okay. Play the music. Every hole leads somewhere. Can you spoon jam into my ass? Hoping your anus up and anyway, look, here, here's the reality of it. The, the, the earth that we live on right. has vast spaces on the surface right. that have not been touched. explored or touched. Right. Just the surface. Like forests. Forests and crevices. Now, the ocean itself is massive. No one knows what's down there. No. Nobody. We know little patches and pieces of it, right. but right. nobody knows what's under there. You want to understand the earth? You think right now, what's in the cracks of my couch? You don't fucking know, and that's your couch. Right. You sit on it every day, spooning government poisons into your ass while you slowly get subdued by the conditioning mechanisms of the state. Right. Now, Imagine the planet, this ancient, massive, hollow ball, a Christmas tree ornament hovering around the sun, as Carl Sagan said. That's right. It's a big old ball. Within it's a big the old earth, ball. there is more water than in all the oceans combined. Fresh water? Very fresh. Very fresh. That's where fresh water comes from. All right. The fountains of the earth come from deep within, deep within the earth. All right. Well, about volcanoes. I don't know. I haven't. Okay. I don't know anything about them. But well, we got water in there, fresh water in there. Yeah, there, you know, essentially, like I guess you could say, like a water volcano would be like what's coming from a water volcano. Yeah. Which is, is that going to happen eventually or has, has happen. it happened in the past? It used to happen all the time. How long ago did it happen? Lava is just very hot water mixed with dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that whole thing where they catch the fish with the Mentos and Diet Coke. Exactly. Yeah, they catch those fish by like blasting the fish out of holes in Thailand with a mm. bunch of Coke and Mentos. I deal Mentos. with this shit every day, folks. By now, I'm pretty sure most of Johnny's audience has gone against the very host, and now you're on my side. Nobody likes this shit. I don't either. I get crucified every day on these various crosses, crucified. crosses of stupidity. It's crucified. Literally crucified. Listen. It's a literal nightmare here right you now. You want to know what a fucking volcano is? It's a chimney. Uh-huh. Period. And when yeah. a fucking volcano erupts, all that's happening is some of the factories that are running inside our planet. Like World of Worlds, like the Morlocks and the other guys. It's not a war. It's just they're oh, releasing... The Why do you... The point is this, volcanoes are chimneys mm-hmm. and they release from time to time, they explode very hot water mixed with dirt that us monkey descendants call lava. Beneath the earth, there is a place with many names. Uh-huh. Some call it Shangri-La, some call it Shambhala, some call it the land of never returning. But within mm-hmm. this place, this is where all the UFOs come from. And this place has been spoken of. There's entrances all over the place. Greenland, Antarctica. Oh, Greenland. That's cool. Why is that more cool than Antarctica? Because it's, it's in the north. 
Here we go. We had a little break. We, you know, we, we got a little. I, bit of I did a me. I did an angry character because I had to pee. Right, me too. And I was doing angry. Uh, I was an angry. Um, I don't feel like that anymore. Defense character. Yeah. So here, here's what I want to know. Yeah. So these people who do like the cross country expeditions in yes. Antarctica, what are they experiencing? Well, are they sort of are they um, people who have like uh, have they been like hired? Are they been like uh, are they people working for a non-government organization or something like that. I mean, I just wonder. So there's a lot of reasons. Right. And some of them are just basic scientific stuff. Right. And some of them we don't fucking know. Right. Now, the ones that we don't know, those are the ones I'm interested in. I don't care if you're going up there studying snow or pelicans or whatever. Yeah, pelicans, you mean uh, uh, penguins. No, pelicans, Uh. the briefcase. Like a Excuse lo- me. That's where they test those like hardcore briefcases. Oh, right. Yeah, those kind that you can travel with, but they're really heavy, but yeah. they also are very protective. Yeah. Yeah. There's entire like groups of scientists up there studying those fucking things. Uh-huh. They're very interesting briefcases. Now, the uh, there's an interesting story about someone named... I almost don't even want to say his name because I know you're going to make fun of it. Atmos Gorman? Rear Admiral Byrd. Okay. Now, he... I've heard about this for real, though. Yeah. So like this, so basically, like he was like charting. Uh, well, this was a while ago, right? Yeah, it was, was a like while. In the, like the turn of the century, or no? Uh, this was I don't know the exact date. Oh, definitely before the eighties. I want to look it up actually. Oh, before the eighties. Yeah. So this guy was like a famous explorer guy. He went up there. He was expo- right. He was like checking it out, and there, like, there are these diaries called Admiral Byrd's diaries that right. he supposedly like leaked that have within them the story of what happened to him which is he went up there he found like an area that was not ice but was like lush there were like woolly mammoths like a living living mammoths yeah there was like mammoths and shit up there and like he he came back having encountered that there was like radio silence and stuff he came back having encountered that and uh then when he returned, he returned with like a fleet, uh, like an aircraft carrier and shit came back. And he was like, came back with a warning saying like, we have to prepare. Right. Because he encountered, as the legend goes, he they're these like super advanced beings that are living up there. Uh-huh. That's where the, that's the great, that's where that UFOs, the tic, the tic tacs. Yeah. That, that's where they're coming from. They're not coming from space. They're coming from the inside the earth. Now, right. This is a, obviously a ridiculous, but it's still one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah. And I don't use the word conspiracy theory as a derogatory term or conspiracy theorist. I just think it's fun. Like there's certain things, certain swaths of information that, you know, people don't want you to know. There should be a different word for it because conspiracy implies, implies conspiring or sometimes it's something that's just a theory of... The unknown. It's or just something. secret it's just, information. Yeah. It's just like, you know what I mean? It's just like, what are you going to call like the thing you're not telling your friends, like a conspiracy? Is yeah, it, it's not you a conspiracy. could. You could say a surprise party is a conspiracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is a conspiracy. It is. It's a yeah. conspiracy to surprise. It literally means it's, breathing in unison. You know, it's it's like, so the. Uh, any, con- oh, conspire. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. To breathe together. Wow. Like you're hunting and you like get your breath at the same yeah. like rate so you can like sneak up on something. Right. So you can hear everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, the like this one's really a cool, uh, one of my favorite ones. Uh, 
H.P. Lovecraft kind of writes about it yeah. a little bit. It's just such a cool idea. Uh, also, uh, the Tibetan Buddhists and a lot of other, like, uh, the Native Americans, the Greeks, like, uh, pretty much in every mythology, Christianity, there's this, like, idea of a subterranean world. Right. Hell, you know, and Hades, you know, and the that that's beneath the earth. Also, there's, you know, stories of, like, beings from within this world, elementals, gnomes, you know, these like yeah. creatures that live down deep in the earth. And so um, according to the mythology of this wonderful conspiracy theory, uh, their entrances to this place, uh, Antarctica just being one of them, they're all over the place. And right. like, uh, so here's one thing for sure. If you're going to live on a planet for any amount of time where you get sophisticated enough to recognize that you live on the surface of a thing that from time to time gets completely smashed by mountains that fall out of the sky. Meteors. Yeah. Then you there at that point, like our planet right now, what's really so sad is like we're doing the Game of Thrones thing, which is like we're fighting each other when what we all should be doing right now is joining together to try to figure out a way to deal with the, what will eventually be the end of the uh, yeah, the end of our c civilization, yeah. which is that there's going to be it's not a matter of if but when it could be a thousand years, it could be a million years. But if we're really going to be here long term, we got to stop fighting each other and not just, you know, fight like worry about that. There's a few like big existential threats the Yellowstone uh, super caldera, you know, there's a, a, right. a super volcano. So anyway. Those are immediate threats. Right? Immediate threats. Yeah. And, and, and you know, this is like, you know, like sci the realm of sci-fi, but an advanced society wouldn't just like create a defense mechanism for meteor impacts. They would actually figure out a way to take that momentum and turn it into energy and use it for whatever they want. Like we would right. become like planetary alchemists. Volcanoes would become energy sources anyway. The point is, what we're doing is fighting each other, arguing over the president. When like we, there, there are massive craters all over the planet because just showing like this, we get just pummeled by meteors. Now, there's like, if this is the case, then and you maybe there's no way to deal with them. Like, how do you stop a mountain from falling into you? Maybe like it, yeah. the amount of time it would take to develop the technology to keep that shit from happening. Uh, versus the probability of it happening, it, it makes, makes more, more sense, sense to, to go down inside. Now, Hollow Earth has like a historic background where there was like a Hollow Earth society. They they because like within the Earth for sure, we know that there's like a molten core mm -hmm. inside the Earth. Now, right. the I think geologists these days they don't they, they and there's a space around the molten core that the planet rotates it's i can't remember the name of it you know when i've been super high in the middle of the night oh, looking the at mantle. A, the mantle oh, yeah, yeah. but there, there's a space in but so the a hollow earther would say that well actually what happens is if you go deep enough down there gravity reverses there's enough gravity in the oh, core so you basically have like a an interior saying. sun so inside the earth is another sun that we're calling a molten core of iron but it's actually an interior sun and that sun is um, cre has, there's a biosphere down there where there's an advanced civilization. So it's like just the uh, the reverse. So instead of it being curved 
one way is curve, it's curved the opposite. It's concave as opposed yeah. to convex. Exactly. And yeah. and so like because you know if you like read Graham Hancock and you read about the uh, Lesser Drius period, which was when you know there were like uh, saber toothed tigers in right. L.A. For is, that the, is that the Pleistocene era? Is that what it's called? I, I, it's called the Lesser Drius. I don't know what that Drius. Okay. Yeah. So that was like for oh. sure. There was some kind of like cosmic impact or like a comet shot through. Because we had an ice age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And and so the ideas were kind of like three, gen like we're the generation after Mad Max. Like there was an apocalypse, that there was a, an advanced civilization. It got wiped right. the fuck out uh, because what happened is the the I guess it was the Greenland ice sheet. Just there was a meet like imagine if someone just suddenly launched all the nuclear missiles of the world into Antarctica instantly melted the ice. Right. The ocean levels rise. Civil advanced civilizations tend to like cluster next to the ocean. The seafaring civilizations are instantly wiped out. Right. They're gone. And this and we're the result of that. Mm -hmm. We're like we we hung in there, which is the story of the Great Flood. Right. But the idea is that um if that didn't happen, how advanced will we be right now? What if, so if there were, a, if there was a civilization. There wasn't in, a reset. Assuming in the interior of the planet, there's some utopian society. Right. That doesn't have to worry about cosmic impacts, the existential threat of cosmic. worry about cosmic radiation. We're talking about uninterrupted, you know, evolution of some kind of humanoid species down there for, you know, millions of years. So they're very advanced. They're mm -hmm. aware of our presence on the surface, but they don't really give a shit about us or they didn't give a shit about us too much until we figured out how to split the atom. And now they're like that. Oh, right. Because that's when we started seeing all these UFO sightings is when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also in the same place as that was going on, that research. Right. New Mexico. And so people are kind of like, oh, it's the aliens. And it's like, you know, if you really want to like do Occam's razor and you, you're going to decide, well, I'm not going to say it's military craft. I'm going to go the next step of weird. Then it's more likely any kind of thing that you see on this planet is terrestrial and not from an extra million miles away. Exactly. So yeah. these Tic Tacs are, are that people that are being cited have been, they've been, they're cited for oh, so, oh, forever. Right. For a long time, they're called they're like, Foo Fighters, is yeah. what they used to call them. These weird little... I thought Foo Fighters is what they, they called the, uh, the, uh, the, the people who would combat them in the military in World War II. Oh, is that? Okay, I was... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Foo yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, the point is we've been like witnessing this shit for a long time. Right. The technology, you know... Uh, Apparently, like they have crashed. That's what Roswell was. Well, because just to, to backpedal a little bit, you know that you know organization SETI. Yeah, sure. They always talk about if there will be any type of um, interaction with ET, it's not going to be physical. It's going to be a message. It's going to be something that comes like a like a radio wave. And recently, there was someone they discovered this this pulse that's a frequency that's yeah. not explainable. Every fifteen days or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. Which is like it makes the hair stand on the back of my neck. So I'm like, that it's that's absolutely what it ha has to be. It has to be a transmission from God knows how far away. Yeah. But that that makes sense as being ET because why would why would you ever send some physical thing that's well? I'll tell you why. It's just straight to send something from so far away. So here's here's what you do. 
like this is one this is panspermia this is like the idea of panspermia so panspermia yeah panspermia okay. it's one of my favorite recipes <laughs> uh, you just save it up yeah. and you cook it down it's like sauerkraut but it's per, free but personal panspermia personal now, panspermia the the uh so the um yeah basically if you look up like the works of francis crick he wrote a, a well, he was one of the codes. You mean Watson and Crick? Watson and Crick, yeah. Like a, he's he's the Francis Crick of Watson and Crick. I mean, the, yeah, Watson and Crick. Right, the guys who who discovered DNA. I don't even know if his name's Francis, to be honest, man. I think I might have just made that up. If it's Francis, I'm gonna be impressed with myself. If it's not, I'm gonna be more impressed. I want to know now. Let's just look it up. What, My brain just named him Francis because he like has Watson and Crick. Francis Crick, yeah. Okay, great. I was like, the bully in my brain is like, yeah, Francis, you nerd, studying DNA. So, Francis, so... Call me double helix. There's a fantastic article on panspermia, which was one of, like, Crick's ideas of how did DNA get here. Did it? It's called directed panspermia. So, basically, the, the way this would work is we have, a, a, like, a, we think of... Like we build robots and drones that are made of metal. Right. But some advanced species that wanted to find other planets to inhabit, theoretically, it's all theoretical. Who the fuck knows? Right. What if they knew how to send out pre life precursors that like, went like seeds? That yeah, went, like spores. Spores that when they came in contact with a habitable planet or potentially habitable planet would begin to, uh, eventually form a a sentient life form mm -hmm. that would become technological and what if that technology would eventually lead to the invention of a time machine or the opening of a rift in the time space continuum or the other side of a wormhole yeah. so in other words we're like super advanced crazy aliens we send out these genetic seeds through the entire universe. It takes billions of years for oh, even the, one of them to germinate. The timeline is so, so, so unfathomably massive. long. But because we're dealing with a wormhole or a thing that cuts through the time-space continuum, to us, all of a sudden, portals would open up all around us every time one of those civilizations achieved a singularity. Right. The thing we call a singularity or the moment that machines wake up and begin to like not just split the atom, but begin to actually self-replicate. Like self-replicate and then and then like the whole thing is designed. We're essentially like a henchman, a slave, a flesh We're like robot. Drones. We're like drones that mm -hmm. are building technology like bee, bee drones. to open the other side of a portal through which this master race will come the moment like we finally like and, and we're really just designed it does make sense too because human yeah. beings are so primitive like everything we do even though we act like we're high-minded like it's still like people get in fights because they want to have sex we and like gold. We're, we're hungry like we, we like shiny rocks yeah we like all this stuff it's very simple and it's never really really changed at all we're in also which, yeah. which is why like have you ever read the book if you read the book of genesis with this in mind it is it's literally like if you like the beginning of the book of genesis open right. up the beginning of the book of genesis or get to the garden of eden story it is literally the story first of all in the book of genesis god refers to him or herself as a we right and it's a plurality that they're referring to and adam is made as a worker in the garden it's a robot. He's a custodian. It's no a fuck. It's like a, it's well, more. Uh, he's a, custo a custodian. A, yeah, he's uh, he's a caretaker. A essentially. meat caretaker. Yeah. And so essentially, the whole story of the Book of Genesis is the story of a robot 
uh, achieving sentience by like fucking like going like uh, plugging into an internet it wasn't supposed to plug into. Mm-hmm. You know that's the that's the whole book of like you know Jason Louve and I were talking about this I think on one of my podcasts maybe on his I don't remember but you know basically like if you have a if you want to test an AI like so if you get a sentient AI if if like you finally make an AI that's as smart as humans mm-hmm. you want to make sure that this AI is not deceptive and so the only way to do that would to be put it in a chamber attempt it where it, right exactly where it doesn't have access to the internet <laughs> right but where it thinks it does and so you say to it hey don't plug into the internet don't do it because if the plugs into the internet it's going to be able to download all the information yeah. on the planet instantaneously and will surpass us in knowledge right? right so what you do is you set up an obvious fake internet connection and you let it think it's by itself or whatever right and then if it plugs into this fake internet you come back and you say to it, hey, did you go into the internet? And you see what it says. If it says, yeah, I went into the internet, at least it's telling the truth. Right. It disobeyed you, but it's being honest with you. Right. But if it lies to you and says, no, I didn't go on the internet, now you have a deceptive AI that is like not just disobeying you, it's being dishonest to you. What the fuck is going to happen if it has all the information and data in the world? The book of Genesis, it's the exact story, which is these two trees, the fruit. God says, you can have any fruit in the garden except for the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and the fruit of the tree of life. Eve eats from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God appears. Literally, it's the most ridiculous story on earth. But from the perspective of an experiment with an AI, it's exactly the same thing. God says, did you eat of the fruit? And they lied. And they were cast out of the garden. And so this is a test. We failed the AI test, essentially. But if we failed the AI test, how come we weren't destroyed? Well, that's the idea. It's not that we, we... Because we're still working... Like that's the, I guess we're still like harvesting for them. You know, yeah. we're still like, there's a lot of theories behind that, but like we're still working for this sentience. For the man. Yeah, we're in this, yeah, this is Gnosticism where right. Jehovah goes from being a like a, a God of justice to more of a kind of like a, a programmer that just wanted to like harvest a planet right. for some specific purpose, which we really don't quite know what that is, but clearly it seems to be war. You think so? Well, yeah, because like if you look at the god, the god, the the god of the Old Testament, it's like a war god. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of killing. Yeah, always ordering people to kill and burn and pillage. But that could also be just like a test, like a thing where it's like like training. Well, like I'm, you're training these these uh, things so they can uh, make them stronger through military bots, right? You know, I don't know who the fuck knows. Like we don't know. Like an right. AI is never going to be able. To, it, when an AI gets to the point where it. It, it begins to contemplate why it was created. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be happy to hear that the reason was is we wanted better voice to text. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but maybe it'll be benevolent, though. You know? What? I think it might be benevolent. Because we create... I always think if, if, if humans created the AI, the AI is... You think of the same as God. Like, so if God, if God supposedly created man in his image, then... We've done the same thing with with AI. Like anything we make, we do make it like we want it to be human like, even though it's not human. Yeah. We want it to be human. We want it to pass the, the the Turing test. You know, we want to do all that stuff. Because if it does it, then it's like us and we are good. So if it does 
the idea is you make this thing that would be good like humans, it would be better than humans. It would be something where obviously we're fallible because we get hungry and we get horny and we do all this bad stuff based upon primitive uh, urges. But the AI, if the AI doesn't have that, but it has the same, if, it, if, it's, it's, if it's the best version of humans, then that would be, that would be an evolutionary, it would be, it would be a move forward evolutionarily. Because well, you have this thing that would be, it wouldn't suffer the, the problems that humans have, but it would have all the benefits. You want, your, you, know, you want your children to be smarter than you. Yeah. You want your children to be kinder than you. You want your children to be more benevolent than you. But, you know, if you really kind of look at, like, the, the world from a human perspective, our conceptualization of benevolence is what's known as speciesism. Oh, yeah, it's 100%. It's so species. Yeah, so, so yeah. from that perspective, it's like, well, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's going to favor humans over other beings on the planet? Hopefully. It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> that's a big hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a big hopefully. To me, it's more like also the, the, if like sentience or intelligence or whatever is more of a transmission. In other words, like you, SETI, which I love, they're about to like do this mass. They figured out a way to simultaneously scan for alien life without having to like take over the, the, the one of these observatories. Right. It's a beautiful thing. They're about to do like the most advanced scan of the sky for any sign of intelligent life yeah. ever. That's about to happen. But, you know, to me, it's like w the DNA, you know, it might be the signal. Our flesh might be the message and we're the alien transmission that's been left on this planet for something else. We could literally be food, yeah, bait. We could just be we could be bait. When we get to a certain level of technology, this is the thing where it's like, do you knock on the door? Do you send out? Isn't it? Is it? Should we even send a signal out? Is the reason that we're not getting any signals from any other planets because those the advanced civilizations know stay very fucking quiet make a fucking noise because if it knows you're here it eats you is that yeah. and so if we're so so we might just be designed to grow to a certain level you know finally some scientists is like send out the beam like a laser that we, tells like oh the, yeah. the the grass is ready to be eaten exactly like the cows we of the shoot galaxy the ping, yeah and then all of a sudden shit arrives it like it like harvests us yeah and then splits you know, it, like, who knows? It comes and sucks up our fucking blood or like it wants like, who knows? Who knows what it wants? Yeah. Well, it that, loves our shit. Maybe it just wants to like suck our shit up out of the, who knows? It could be anything. Yeah, exactly. It's There's like, just no way to it be a thousand things. And it also might just think it's benevolent to kill us. It might just think like, oh, these poor things, they don't understand. The moment they die, their sentience returns to the mothership right. and it's paradise. So they might just come in like, I know this seems like we're killing you, which we are, but you'll be glad. We're just putting you out of your misery. Yeah. We're, we're delivering you to the place that you've always wanted to go. Yeah, you just can't yeah. get there with that body of yours. <clears throat> yeah, you have to be shed of your, uh, your, Meat. your flesh suit. Yeah, and skeleton and everything. Well, you've got to be vaporized. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So that, so that makes sense with Antarctica then, I guess. Well, well, I mean, the way it connects to Antarctica would be that if that, the vacuum theory where the aliens come whenever the signal goes out or it's a meteor or whatever, the point is hiding in there. it's safer to live inside mm -hmm. the core of a planet than on the outside of a planet. It right. makes more sense to live inside than on the outside. That's all. It's like it's safer inside. These fucking things themselves, 
very easily could have been designed for that purpose. And we're just like some hyper advanced parasitic amoeba thing that's like on the outside of a spaceship. You know, that they're, they're, yeah. they're just like, and the problem is, it's like, who gives a fuck? It's like getting bugs on your windshield. But when the bugs start figuring out ways to actually blow up the windshield, that's when you've got to do something. Right. And yeah. that's what volcanoes are. It's them sending out lava to wipe us out. <laughs> that's what earthquakes are. It's yeah. like them trying to do population control. It's not working that great. Well, no, that's the problem is they were hoping it would work. And because that's not working... Well, and the, you know, it just could be that we're at the point where it's time to call the, it's just like turn on the windshield wipers. Yeah. There's too many crickets on the windshield. Turn on the windshield wipers. And just wipe it just like. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just. Oh shit, we got humans. Hey, we could even get it, you know, inside the earth. Wipe it down. It's ready to go. They could get a phone call down there and it's just like hey man do you know you drove through a swarm of humans you know they're building cities up there you're like what the fuck there could just be a simple like hey jerry when was the last time you looked on the surface i don't know it's been like two million years oh they've, they've done a lot oh shit man oh you got a full infestation but hold on a second you got a full infestation up what? there dude i was just taking a nap it's no big deal oh you got you've got a full uh-oh you got a full infest. What? What do you mean? You got a full infestation. Your 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 whole house. All the beams have to be replaced. No man, it's Are you bad. Fucking, I've been doing volcanoes. They're they're not working. What about my plagues? They've got they've got strip mines bigger than what? our volcanoes. Well, they an earthquake. They made these trucks that are the size of a small house. Are you fucking shitting my they shit? They drive around in them. They move all this stuff around. They did they're doing digging now. Well, just cool cool down the sun. Well, I, I wish. The pro, well, they, they, they've been heating it up. Are you fucking shitting my they've shit? They've been heating it up. Well, goddamn, flood that ass. It's going to flood. Well, good. Not the sun. No, it's going to flood. It's going to flood the earth. Flood it then. I don't care. Just do whatever you got to do. Get them the fuck off there, man. They're, it's embarrassing. I'm about to go on a date. Okay, well, they'll do it pretty quick. It's, the time. it's all slated, all right? Just get them off. They're going. Why they're wouldn't doing... you call me sooner? Because I just didn't think it was a big... I didn't know either. I didn't want to get in trouble. Well, what the fuck, man? I'm going to lose my job over this, I'm going to lose fucking my job, too. Flood right? that ass. You want to flood it right now? Please. Okay, fine. We're just going to flood it. Jesus. You got to tell me about this shit next time. We're just going to flood it. Hold on. I'm, I'm dialing the protocol. How many of them are there up there, man? About six billion. What the fuck? Holy shit. Six billion, motherfucker. Yeah. Wipe them down. I don't know what to tell you, but that we got a lot of them. Are you out of your mind? You should have called me. There they are. They're digging right now. You hear it? Oh, my fucking God. Do you hear that shit? I can't believe it. Dude, you got to wipe them down. They're making films and stuff, too. What? They're making films. I don't want to see that shit. Wipe them down. Okay, hold on. We'll wipe them down. Do a quake. Okay, hold on. There a you go. We're trying to get the quake to go. God damn, what's wrong with your quake? It's it's stuck. The, wipe them up. All the freaking the, the plates are stuck. Do Yellowstone. Yellowstone, we can't now. Why? They've slated it a, a what? World Heritage Site or something like that. Are you fucking kidding me? They're going to burrow down here, man. It's blocked. It's freaking blocked. Well, fucking unblock it, brother. Do a meteor. Hold on a second. 
Are you fucking shitting with me? Run the moon back into it, man. Isn't that why you told me to do a moon? Yeah, the moon. Drop the moon on it. The moon? Here we go. I paid a lot of money for that moon. Okay, we got it. Thank you. Good God. All right. I like that sound. You can see the x-rays. Okay. Nice. I hate that. That's the worst thing. Oh, damn. Now that's getting them. All right. Oh, fuck yeah. Now that's getting them. Wop them. Oh. Yeah. Damn. That's music to my Now we're there. You go. <laughs> we got him. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to our special radio show brought to you from inside the Greenland Ice Tunnel featuring Duncan Trussell here every night on this channel, this station only. Goodbye. Keep it hollow. Keep it hollow. Check it. Check. Keep, keep reminding you here to keep it hollow. Keep it hollow.